Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. Today, we are talking all about the five hidden blocks that can bring your desires to a screeching halt. And this is something that, um, you know, there's a lot of hidden things that are just not necessarily apparent when we're trying to do all this manifesting stuff that if you could just recognize them and see, they're kind of insidious. And especially um, as you get a little bit further into this work, kind of past the very beginnings of, you know, oh, you mean what I, you know, think about, I create, that type of thing, and we move further into the work, and maybe you are working on, you know, bringing something to fruition that um, is taking a little bit longer than you expected or a lot longer than you expected, or you're in a loop, I call them loops, where a negativity loop where it seems like everything is going wrong. Um so much of that is, you know, and, and, and it seems like there's patterns or you keep doing the same thing over and over again or no matter how hard you try to change it, things kind of fall out and end up the same way. Um, or you feel like maybe it works for other people but not for you. We're going to talk about all that tonight. We're going to get to some of the the tough stuff. Um, and before we do that, well, we also, let me just say this so you guys can call in. We will be doing a few readings um, a little bit later in the show. The number to call in for that is 347-215-9485. And Sam will answer and put you into the, uh, the queue to talk to me. I see a lot of you are already there, so thank you for calling in, and we will get to you shortly. Um, okay, so let's do our AHA energy check. We are in a waning moon. That means we just had a full moon a few days ago, and now the moonlight is getting less and less. And then we also had daylight savings time, and now we're into going towards the winter. And um, even here in sunny San Diego, it is definitely cooler. I had my windows closed and my fireplace on yesterday, which was quite nice. Um, but, um, and I know some parts of the country, at least in the U.S., and I'm sure in the northern parts of other parts of the world, it is already snowing, so um, enjoy that. <laughs> but um, the the reason why I bring that up is because as we get, especially with those of us who have to do daylight savings time, the daytime hours are cut really short, right? And you're losing, um, not only are, uh, for us, the sun is setting around 5 o'clock, but you know, over the summer, it was setting around eight. So it's not just one hour. It's really sometimes three hours, if you think about it, that you're getting less, of less light, unless you're getting up really early in the morning. I don't do that. So um, it feels like, wow, we've got to rush and get things done because I, I like the, you know, the sunshine. Um, 
it, it can feel, especially with a waning moon and then less daylight and going into the winter season where um, you might have, you know, the sticks showing now on the trees and the, and the leaves falling. I, I happen to be lucky. I, I'm planting flowers now, but I know that back home, back in New Jersey, and on that part of the world, that's just absolutely not the case unless you're doing something inside. Um, it is it is rough on your energy. It can feel like, you know, you're taking that last gasp of 2014, like, okay, I ha- now I have to gear and rev up for the holidays. Maybe you don't feel ready for the holidays. Maybe you feel like, okay, um, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish this year. Or maybe you're just tired of all the great things you did accomplish this year. I know I, I'm I'm exhausted, <laughs> absolutely exhausted from the year. So um, a lot of big changes. Time where gratitude and a little bit of rest um, is good. Uh, not too much rest yet because it's a really good, important time, if you haven't done it already, to be planning for 2015, especially if you have your own business. And I'm actually going to start, I'm actually going to be launching a class. At the end of this week, I'll be announcing it if you're on our email list that you can join it if you are not already on it at ahamomentsworld.com um, and you can sign up for our email list there but I am going to be launching a class on right livelihood finding a passion and um, also another one on helping light workers who have businesses because I know a lot of people ask me business advice and they try to ask me in a reading and that's kind of not appropriate because there's not enough time, and it's a totally different type of thing. Um, but the basics for getting your business to take off, some of that, I, I'm, I'm developing class. The guys are channeling it to me. They've been sort of talking about I've been hearing rumblings of it over the last few weeks. I haven't put any pen to paper yet, but I will be in the next couple of days. We'll probably be announcing that at the end of this week, early next week, for um, 2015. And also, at the end of each year, I very quietly do um, half-day coaching, one-on-one laser coaching, um, but four hours, four or five hours for people who have their businesses, who are light, you know, enlightened entrepreneurs, I call them, who want my help on very you know, specific things going on in their business. So if you are one of those people that would like help with your planning for 2015, um, you can email us at support at ahamomentsinc.com and get the application for, uh, we call them VIP days, a half-day VIP day or a full-day VIP day, but they're done on Skype, so you don't have to travel. And um, it's actually really intensive and one-on-one, and we just cut to the chase and get right down to what you need um, help with. So um, you can send us your, you know, inquiry at supportedahamomentsinc.com and we'll uh, we'll get back to you with the application and all the details. I do that really at the end of the year. I did several of them last year around this time. It's just a time where people, I've worked with speakers and authors and all, some of the folks you hear on the telesummits I've worked with behind the scenes and helping them to develop their packages, their strategies. Um, I've, I've had other telesummit hosts ask me for help with their summits, you know, all kinds of different things. But um, what I, you know, I just, every so often, I take up my business hat. You know, once a year, we take up the business hat, we put it on and help folks who are, you know, really trying to get their work out to the world and just want that leg up because um, they do have a very extensive marketing. Anyway, that's that. That's our announcements for this 
week. Oh, wait, two more things, two more quick things. One is um, we have a new class uh, opening to Channel 2. That's going to be starting in January. But for anybody who's taking opening to Channel 1, which will actually be available on an audio, as an audio course as of December 3rd, um, anyone who's taking or signed up for opening to Channel 1 um, is eligible to take opening Channel 2. And also I've opened a few private coaching spots for those people who are in that program only. So I'm only working privately um, with folks who are in the opening to channel uh, program, either one or two. And you can go to opening to, you can go to ahamomentsworld.com forward slash channel and ahamomentsworld.com forward slash channel two, the number two, to read about those courses. They're really very cool. No channel, they're they're 90-minute classes. One is seven weeks. The other one is going to be five weeks, I believe. Um, and then we have the private coaching available to those folks in three, three sessions or something. And it's actually a, a very good price considering um, what it is. So you can go on those pages to check that out. And we actually have just two more spots for private readings with me this, this year. And then we're, we're finished for the year as far as private reading. So if you want one of those spots, um, you can go to ahamomentsworld.com forward slash buy the C D Y T H E S E A. Okay. So again, if you'd like to call in for talk to me tonight, three four seven two one five nine four eight five, and let's get on to our content because I know you all have your notebooks out and you're ready. <laughs> all right. So the five hidden blocks. You know, it's funny. I was talking to one of my friends and. Um, she was really feeling frustrated, and I actually have a lot of friends who call me, and they, you know, they're feeling frustrated about um, what they're going through as far as, you know, they're manifesting, and they see, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you just, you know, you made this huge jump, and it's easy for you because you're in the business of this, and it's really not easy for me or for anybody because you're always growing, you know, and, and um I wanted to talk about some of the hidden blocks, and it's funny because what I had written down here, the guy's already throwing in one other one that I forgot about. Um, the first thing that I want you to know, and this is, you know, I generally would save this stuff for my advanced classes, but this is important because I think that, you know, it really doesn't do anybody any good for you not to have what you want, okay? Now, I'm not talking about those of you who are trying to force a man to want you back, the woman to want you back. I'm not talking about that because that's going against somebody's free will or trying to push on somebody's free will. But, uh, you know, all that aside as far as, you know, and of course we were talking about only things that are legal and, <laughs> you know, on the up and up. But in general, in general, um, it really helps when you are happy. So the first hidden block, and this happens a lot with light workers, is the idea that you are here to change the world. The best thing you can do in regards to that is to change yourself. And the biggest contribution you can make to anybody is to be extremely happy yourself. Because you, we have this big energetic grid that we're all a part of, and not only are we a part of this grid, but we are made of the same substance that that grid is made up of as well. And we kind of interconnect with our consciousness, with our energy, and we 
um, create with this energy. So it's kind of like the, you know, the energy is clay. And the more we focus, the more we create. Now, if you happen to be a miser and constantly worrying about money and counting every penny and, you know, every coupon and crisscrossing and this and it's, you know, and constantly with the rebates. And da, da, da. I'm not saying rebates and coupons are good, but if you're obsessive with it or extreme with it and you're constantly um, tinkering with money, you are so far away from abundance because you are completely focused on lack. And now, there are times when you can say, okay, well, who can contradict that and say, well, you know, the more money I save with these things and the more money I have with those things. And that's, you know, and that's true to some regard, but I'm talking about when people are at an extreme, okay? Everything, where you see the world through price tag colored glasses. So everything is about, well, how much is that? Well, how much is this? Well, how much is that? And then on top of that, when you get angry to see other people who don't live like that. So every time you criticize someone's wealth, every time you criticize someone's choices as far as what they've chosen to purchase or, you know, they have a bigger house or they have a nice car or they have beautiful clothes or they are, you know, have a lot of, you know, financial freedom, and you put yourself as separate from them, put them down, or have a feeling about them that is, um, you know, oh, they, behind their back, or even if they don't know, you know, oh, that's them and this is me, that inferiority, which is exactly what it is, kills your ability to manifest. Absolutely kills it. Every time you put down those Kardashians, every time you put down, um, you know, the, the, you know, whatever, choose your wealthy person of choice, you literally shut the door on your own wealth. Because what you're saying is, I judge anyone who has money harshly. I judge anyone who has money harshly. Why should they have it unless they slaved and crawled on the ground and or done something like gotten a you know Nobel Peace Prize or whatever it is? I know I have some friends who are very academic and and very much intellectual, and they feel like unless you've written a book or you're a professor, you don't deserve to have money. And you know they hate you know the athletes or the entertainers or you know. And you could say, okay, corruption, that's a whole other show. <laughs> but but uh, the basics of for our purposes in manifesting, the more joy you have, the more money you make. Most money I've ever made was when I was dancing full time. And I, and I was working the least amount of hours ever in my entire life. And I made 10 times more money because I was joyful. I was doing something that just absolutely made my heart sing. And it just configured for me. It just configured. And the money would always flow. When I stopped dancing, the money stopped. And then I, you know, moved on. And, it was, you know, so many years ago. So the joy factor is extremely high. So if you are miserable and you're holding yourself back from having joy or from being happy until you, quote, get money, unquote, you are really keeping the money out of the door. Okay, so the things you can do when you see somebody go by in a fancy car and you go, oh, you know, or you see, you know, even if they cut you off, you know, 
um, or you see somebody and you start to feel, or, you know, inferior or whatever, start to feel, like, aggravated with, you know, that somebody ha- is able to do something that you can't do, instead of saying, you know, putting them down or saying, you know, I never spend money like that. I always use my coupons and my rebates. I only spend money like this. If you take on that kind of um, energy, what you're doing is producing more of it. You're literally taking the clay that you have with that energy and you're creating more of it. You're creating more opportunities where you need to use coupons and rebates to get what you need. Now, if you want the windfall, bless the people who already have it. Bless all those lottery winners who won that you that even if you haven't won yet. Bless the BMW that cuts you off. Bless it. Say, hey, you know what? It would be nice if you could be more considerate driving, but you know, kudos to you that you have something, you know, that's fancy and that you're enjoying clearly, because you just cut me off. But take it and turn it into the energy to raise your own frequency, because what happens is when your frequency goes, you can only water seeks its own level, especially in this kind of work. So if your frequency is low and critical and living small and thinking small, uh, you're going to get small. And I always, it's so funny. There's a thing that says, um, I was actually going to do a picture of this with Facebook, and I forgot. Um, there's a saying that says, you know, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll at least you'll land amongst the stars. And I wanted to add to that, shoot for the curve, and if you miss, you'll land in the middle of the street. And that means if you think small, you get small. And you might get run over by a truck in the meantime. Now, that doesn't mean that if you have, you know, small measurable things that you want to accomplish, that that's not a good thing. But what I'm saying is when you take it to an extreme and you're living very, very, like, you know, it goes beyond faith and it's just constricted because you feel like you can't do more. That will block everything. So um, the second thing is looking outside of yourself and saying, okay, the reason why these things aren't happening for me, my vision board isn't coming to fruition is because Obama's in office or because the Republicans just took over the Senate or because the, you know, uh, my boss is this way and my coworkers are doing that to me and, you know, the mechanic didn't do my old change, right? And this is happening to me because my kids aren't listening to me or my husband isn't, you know, paying attention to me. And if I can get them to do all of these things and get the right people in office, like if you have that laundry list of all the reasons outside of you that nothing is happening for you, you are stuck you're sticking yourself really, really in a hole and going to dig a deeper one because you're saying, I'm not allowed to be happy. I'm not allowed to accomplish anything. I'm not allowed to receive anything until these outside circumstances change. The boyfriend calls me or texts me or tells me he loves me or asks me to marry him or stops cheating on me or, or leaves his wife or whatever it is. Or, you know, my kids go to Stanford like I want and, you know, my kids, you know, move in with me and take care of me the way I want them to or or my, uh, you know, my boss finally on the head and gives me a raise. All of those things, if you put your happiness, attach your happiness onto a moving target, you will never get there. And the key is to be happy anyway. To say, okay, you know what? I'm taking my own power back. I'm going to choose to be happy anyway. I'm not going to allow my happiness to be attached to whether this guy shows up for me or that boss changes his ways. I'm going to move on to a new job. I'm going to find a job that 
where I, you know, that where the work makes my heart sick, where I can make, you know, more money and, and have more happiness or even less money and have more happiness. Believe me, the happiness and the joy raises your frequency and you will find that that money will flow from so many other sources, even if it's not directly from that specific job. I know um, I was doing some volunteer work when Hurricane Sandy happened. And I think, I, you know, and, and like basically businesses were shut down everywhere. And I think that was one of my best months money-wise because, you know, we were, there was a sense of camaraderie and gratitude and, and community and the, and the vibration went way up, even without power for 21 days. Um, just doing that, that connecting, you know, really can turn on the engine for abundance. So, um, so that's that. Okay, so I think we already talked about my other one, which was when you, you know, envy and jealousy and those types of things. I think that, you know, one of the things that's really hard, and I've seen this happen, I've seen it amongst my friends and several friends that I no longer have, um, when somebody in your group goes off and does something you've been wanting to do and they do it before you, you are nice to them, but then envious behind their backs. You are slowing yourself down. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't say, you know, I'm really happy for so-and-so. They're doing so well. Wow, look at that. But I'm sad that I'm not there yet. That's fair, you know. I mean, because that's, that's human. You know, it's, it's very human. However, what you can do so that it doesn't become a block to what you're desiring is you can say, you know what? Instead of I'm really happy, but you can say I'm really happy for them and, so take out the but, put in the and, I'm really happy for them and I'm so looking forward to something, this or something better happening for myself, and thank you for the proof that it is possible. That person going in front of you is showing you what's possible, and it's very, very possible that in your energy, you have not been willing to receive what it is you were looking for until you saw proof that it could actually happen. And a lot of people say, well, before I put my whole energy into something, I want to know I can get it. Like, before I go to an open house and look at that fancy house that I know I can't afford this minute, you know, that I don't have the money for this minute, I, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want proof that I could get it. I, I won't look at it until I have proof that I can get it. So then, you know, your friend Jane gets it. There's your proof. Because now you know someone who's done it. Right, so instead of tying yourself up in that way and locking yourself up and locking your energy up, allow yourself to go and bless whatever it is you're experiencing, even if you don't know how you can get it. That will accelerate things. That will remove the block, and that will accelerate things tremendously. Okay. Um, the third one uh, is. Well, actually, this is the fourth one. Taking your spirituality and leaving it in the Sunday go-to-meeting range. Okay, so that means taking your spirituality and saying, okay, well, I'm only going to um, participate in this spiritual thing on Tuesday nights of Mari and on Sundays. 
you know, or in certain categories of my life or certain parts of my day, but I'm not going to integrate it because I still have to be in reality. The reality is I have to pay my bills. And the reality is I have to, and you know what? Your spirituality, your energy work, your consciousness is part of paying the bills. It's part of, and a very big part of it actually, it's part of getting all of the different relationship situations ironed out, you know, even, you know, paying your taxes or all the mundane things, washing the car. It should not be a separate thing. And this is what 2015 is going to be about for for many folks, is um, especially for light workers. It's going to be the year of integrating. So it's going to be the year where you take all of this fancy spiritual information and really apply it to the most mundane areas of your life. Sweeping the floor. Okay, as you're sweeping the floor, you can set an intention that you're sweeping out negative energy, vacuuming out negative energy, scrubbing out negative energy, or scrubbing out your own personal blocks, your own unwillingness to, to step forward in your own world. Okay, that is a very big hidden thing is when we compartmentalize our energetic capacities. And it's, it would be like saying, okay, well, I'm only going to brush my teeth twice a month. Or I'm only going to, you know, comb my hair once a week, uh, you know, when I get around to it. Oh, gosh, I missed it again. Dag nabbit, I didn't, you know, I forgot to take a bath, you know. <laughs> it's like that's what we do with meditation, right? Oh, I don't want to, I, I forgot. Oh, I, I didn't have time today, you know. But if you took part of all of those practices that, meditating, the affirmation, all that other stuff, all the different tactics that we talk about, make up what we call energetic hygiene. And your energetic hygiene is just as important as your physical hygiene. It's actually even more important, you know, um, because energy comes first and then the physicality. And so um, your body really reacts to the energy that you're projecting. Really, when you integrate the two, when you start to integrate um, the energy along with the uh, the physicality, that's when you really get movement. So that block, block number four, is compartmentalizing. And the way you fix it is to take as much time, to set aside as much time for your energy as you do for your physical world. And quite frankly, you don't really need as much time. It doesn't have to be tit for tat. Um, there is a ratio, I believe it is, it's in the ballpark of this at least, seven, every 17 seconds of energetic work that you do, positive mental focus, is worth two hours of physical action. Every 17 seconds, positive energetic work that you do, so that could be meditating, visualizing, even going for your nature walks, you know, clearing and cleansing your space, your energy, reading spiritual materials, um, and actually taking action on them, uh, all of that, uh, those things count. Uh, 17 seconds. Every 17 seconds that you're focused, setting your intentions, doing your manifesting work, doing your visioning, all that stuff, is equal to two hours. So you don't have to be perfect, and you don't have to spend you know, hours and hours and hours. If you spend, you know, 10 to 20 minutes a day, you know how many 
17 separate increments that are they are. You can pull out your calculator. And you're giving yourself many, many, many hours of good of being in good shape energy-wise where your frequency is, is good and solid and stable. Hidden block number five is um, being afraid of spaciousness. Now, this is an interesting one. I've just... <laughs> And my, my friend listens to this show. She she already she's already been warned. I was going to talk about this. One of my friends is a real. She loves the news. Loves 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 the news. Loves to. She's very much into the politics and the pundits and the you know who's doing what, why so and so is this, so and so should have been doing that. She knows every councilman, every assembly person, every city council, every every little nuance of it. She knows. And uh, but she was really, really feeling stuck and exhausted and trapped, and like her money wasn't working and flowing, and her job was uh, unsatisfying, and I was just going through a really rough, rough time. And I said to her, "Why are you watching so much news?" And every day she would complain, every single day, complain about the job, complain about this, complain about that. And then if I even mentioned anything about an election or the news, oh my gosh, which I generally didn't. But sometimes I'd slip and it would just be like a rampage. And um, and so finally I had convinced her to stop watching the TV news. So then she did. So that, you know, six months went by and nothing changed. And I was like, well, what is happening? And I finally said to her the other day, she's like complaining again, complaining, commiserating, just, just, just miserable. She said, what are you doing? What are you, what, what are you doing? Are you listening? Because she was all going off on, we just had the election, so I knew that was going to be a bad week, no matter how I cut it. And she lost her mind. So um, I said, how much news? I thought you weren't, she said, well, I don't watch the news. And we said, well, I said, well, you know what? Well, where are you getting this? Oh, I read about it. What do you mean you read about it? Oh, well, I'm on these different news groups. How many news groups are you on? Um, oh, a few. I was like, come on, I'm a psychic. Give me a break. Okay, so maybe 10, 15. She, get, she was getting 150 emails a day, literally, on news. Conspiracies, uh, all kinds of political this and political that, and the liberals this and the Republicans that, and God knows what. And I said, are you crazy? Like, she says, oh, but that's not, that couldn't be, you know, she said, but that's reality. Said, no, your energy is reality. Okay, you know, what Obama's doing and what Biden was doing and what this one was doing, that, are they here paying your bills? Are they living your day-to-day? Are they getting you up out of bed and, you know, feeding your cat and, and navigating your job? You know, are they in your in your body running your world? No, your reality is your energy and what you're choosing to focus your energy on. So after about two hours, she deleted every single one of the news groups and then she calls me up and she says, I feel so empty. I feel so empty. It feels good though, but I feel so empty. Like, what am I going to talk about? I guess I have to talk to you. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not going to fill in 150 emails worth of stuff. But what I will say is, you, you know, she was always complaining to me about how she never got any information from her guides. Now, I used to be able to get it. Now, I don't get anything. I don't get anything. I don't get anything. I don't know what happened. I used to be so intuitive. Well, you weren't giving the guides any space to talk to you. You have to be willing to give some breathing room to have a conversation. Like all of you right now who are listening, and especially those of you on the phone, if you were all chattering at the same time that I'm talking, we would, there wouldn't be a shuffle, right? And so 
and you're looking to me for information and maybe some inspiration, and she, you know, as she was doing, but she was not giving them any space to have a word in edgewise. It's just like when you do your manifesting work, you say, okay, I set intention that I'm going to create a, a new job that I really love, or, or you know, let's use your new stuff with material things. I'm going to get a new car. Let's just, that's just a little bit more concrete. And then before you, you know, and then you start to try to machinate it. You know, you start to try to figure out, well, how will I do that? You get up from your session, your intuitive session, your in, in, intention session, you say, okay, how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? You're taking it over. It's like you're having two sides of the conversation. Instead of you saying hi, another person saying hi, you say hi. Then you say hi again for them. And then you say, well, how are you? And then before they can answer the how, how they are, you say, well, how are you? Well, how are you? You're saying it twice. You're saying, every, I'm fine. How are you? And you start having the conversation with yourself. And then you get to your limits because you're, what you can do in your mental mind is only what your mental mind has been exposed to. So if the solution, which isn't in your mental mind, then you don't have the answer. And then you start to obsess and go over it and over it and over it again and well, how and how and how and how. And then we, get, we start to perseverate on the how because you're trying to have both sides of the conversation. You're not allowing the space. People get really terrified. And one of the biggest keys to to bringing what you desire to fruition is to let it drop. Let it let yourself not know ambiguity to be able to feel comfortable in an ambiguous state where you don't have all the answers. If you had all the answers, you wouldn't be setting the intention in the first place. The car would already be in the driveway. Nobody here is stupid. You are clearly, you're listening on an, to an internet radio show. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how to use the computer. You know how to turn it on on your phone or in your car or whatever. You know, so there's nothing. There's nothing intellectually wrong with anybody. It's it's that you're you have to move beyond the mental mind and move beyond the physical, and allow your higher intelligence, the source energy, the God of your understanding, as my friend Trevetti says, um, the God of your understanding, allow them to have a, a word in edgewise. And remember that that God of your understanding is not an angry, not somebody that's looking for you to prove yourself or, you know, cast, draw favor from or, you know, make happy and so they'll grant you a wish. It's nothing like that. It's actually creative energy, but it's the energy that has access to solutions that you don't have in the in the confines of your mental mind. So if you allow the space, then trust me when I tell you, they will come in really fast, especially your angels and guides, they will come in really fast and say, Oh my gosh, she shut up. Wow, I can get some energy I can get I can I can actually have them tell her something. I can give her a message. And my friend, you know what? She joined the gym the other day. She fixed her, her situation with her house. She was able to have, you know, terrific meetings with her her, uh, her colleagues. And she had a stellar last, you know, 24, 48 hours because she had space. And she didn't try to fill it up. And God bless you if you're going to try to fill up all that space with negative stuff. Are you kidding me? Now, does that mean you never watch the news again? No. You, but you might want to watch with a little bit more of a discerning eye. 
and a little bit of more of, okay, you know what, I'm going to tune into this. There's a couple ways that people have dealt with this. I, my, some of my colleagues, you know, a lot of times, especially in the beginning levels of, the, you know, this kind of work, we all say, you know, turn off the news, turn off the news. As you get really advanced, a lot of times what I, my, you know, peers will do is they'll watch the news, but they're watching to see what everybody's going through and they're watching to see where they should cast energy to help to heal or solve something. Instead of watching it and feeling victimized by it, they're watching it from an empowered space and saying, okay, let me send prayers to, you know, or blessings or energy or focus on shifting what's happening, you know, in the Middle East or, you know, shifting. I know when the gas prices went way over the top, my friend who watches all the news is calling me, oh, my God, it's horrible. You know, gas is going to be $6 a gallon. And I said, no, it's not. Oh, it's going to be, it's horrible. You you know, we're all, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. We've got to get national energy. She's on and on and on. I was like, no, it's not. And I just, you know, I didn't even entertain it. And I just kept envisioning gas is going to go below $3 a gallon. Took a little while. But now where she is, where I used to be, is $2.67 a gallon. She calls me up, oh, my God, gas prices are so low. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Because I chose not to buy into that, and I chose to create my experience of my world where gas wasn't $3 more a gallon. Do it all over again for California because California is higher. But, you know, they're way lower than they are now where... New Jersey, you know, was four months ago. So it's not bad. They're, they're still coming down. So, but the point is, whatever you choose to focus on, however you choose to experience your world, you'll experience it. Okay? Um, all right. So I think that's it for our, our key. I mean, I could go on and on. There's probably 20 of these different blocks, but I wanted to introduce you to some of the bigger ones. Um, hopefully this will help you as you're, you know, really start to take responsibility. That's if I said nothing else. Please, and I hear this on these readings, people calling me for these readings, and they want me to be responsible for whether the guy is going to divorce them or not, divorce them, or when is this going to happen, when is that going to happen, and tell me what, when the guy is going to come, and all this. And you know what? It's really about you. It's really about you. And it's really about when you're open to receive that person into your world. And if you have a chaotic world, you probably don't need them to come because they're not going to rescue you. They're just going to get lost in the chaos. Taking the time to do this, to do some of the things we're talking about and putting it into action, it's really good. So what I'd like you to do this week so that you can um, practice some of this stuff because practicing it instead of just sitting there and listening to me but actually putting it into action in your own world will accelerate your progress. And um, I'd like you to take inventory. See where, see how many things in your day you're blaming your bad mood on or your mood on, or giving, you know, or are you, this is another thing that guys are just saying, tell them this, tell them this, <laughs> um, are you giving credit for your good mood to someone else? You know, oh, my boy would send me the cutest text, oh, he makes me so happy. Well, you're actually choosing to be happy about the cute text, you know? So give yourself some credit too. You're fantastic. You shouldn't be happy and send you a nice text, you know? Don't give all of your joy, you know, away. Not that you don't enjoy, you know, being appreciated and loved and all that. Of course, you should be, you know, grateful. 
But what I'm saying is a lot of times something good will happen and people will say, oh, no, it was nothing. And they create this, you know, inferior kind of energy around the good stuff and push it away and then give a lot of superior energy to the negative stuff and amplify it and then come to me and say, well, why isn't anything working? You know, so what I'd like to do is see you guys really start to get this in its proper order and start to be able to create in your world, you're going to go much faster because the energy is much faster. So the sky's the limit now, not like three years ago, four years ago. And and then we can get on some of the fun stuff, you know, because there's a lot going. There's a lot to do once you get the order right. <laughs> I mean, a lot. All right. So um, I think that's it for now for, for content. We're going to go ahead and um, take a few calls. And um, Sam, are you ready? for us to start some calls. Let's see if he says yes. Um, okay, he says yes. So, <laughs> so funny. Um, all right, so we, if you are have been waiting on the line, then please listen up so you don't miss us when we stop by. And um, the number to call in is 347-215. Nine four five. So the first caller we have is Tiara in Minnesota. Hi, Tiara. Did I get you? Hello? Hi, Barry. Oh, there you. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm cold, but I'm good. <laughs> you have Minnesota. It's cold. It's cold there already, huh? You have snow. We have Sixteen inches of snow. Yeah, I saw somebody had a, a house on Lake Minnetonka, and she's put pictures on Facebook, one of my friends, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> 16 inches already? That's insane. Well, stay warm. And what's your question? Okay. I desire to move my family to another state. So what prompted you to make the move from the East Coast to the West Coast? What blocks were in your way, and what step figure out where to move to, in California? Oh, gosh. That's that's like a huge question for about a minute answer. Uh, what prompted me to move? I It was time for me to go. I just really needed an expanded space. And New Jersey, career-wise, uh, relationship-wise, every you know, topography, it just I was inland there and I needed to be near the ocean because I was very familiar with, you know, how to, you know, I was very clear that my energy did better when I would go down to the ocean. Um, and I was exhausted there. Um, what steps did I take? What, what is that your question? I actually, um, there were a lot of steps. There was not, nothing that I could share 100% on the on a radio show in, in, in you know, less than a minute. But I think the biggest things were that I got very clear on being already here and not focusing on how am I going to get there. I focused on that I'm already there. So when I was taking my shower in New Jersey, I was actually in my head taking my shower in California. When I was taking my, you know, I was driving my car in New Jersey, I was actually driving my car on a highway in California. Like I just projected myself here. And what was the last part of the question? Uh, Were there any blocks in your way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) There always are. But um, I did a lot of study and a lot of work, um, manifesting work similar to the stuff that I'm teaching now. 
Um, I worked with a lot of teachers. I don't, you know, it's not something you just, I, I definitely don't think that this is something easy to go along on. You definitely, you know, taking classes, coaching, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I hire, when I have somebody, teachers that I really like, I hire them. And I was working with a couple of coaches. Um, some of my friends, you know, clearly I have great colleagues and stuff, so some of them were helping me quite a bit. But um, most importantly, I was journaling a lot and projecting myself here, and that's really, that's the biggest thing of how I got here, for sure, for sure. Good. So I hope that helps. Um, yes, that does. Yeah, and, and you know, just, you, you, you definitely want to um, not worry about the how, because I had, like, major amounts of money drop out of the sky that had nothing to do with my business that helped me to get here. So it wasn't like, you know, oh, you've got to make more business happen to leave. I, that actually didn't happen at all. You know, so I had I had some really big, you know, miracles and windfalls and all kinds of things happened that, that enabled me to get here because I was very focused on the end result, which was skiing here. And then the La Jolla thing... Um, actually just unfolded once I did get here because I didn't land. I wasn't originally coming to go to La Jolla. I was actually going to live in Malibu. That was my first thought. And then once I got there, I even signed a lease, and then I pulled Then I pulled out of it and um, then moved. I chose, you know, La Jolla. Just the energy was much better here. So I would say take your time, but just be focused on what it is you desire. And if, even if you don't know exactly where you're going, just start to be there anyway and you can even ask your guides and your angels um for support in and clarity you know sometimes you pray for the wrong thing people pray for the car the house what you might want to pray for is the sense of beauty or the sense of high energy or the sense of clarity you know or the sense of ease or the sense of helpful people or new opportunities as opposed to the hard you know item you know, when I say hard, I don't mean difficult. I mean like you know, you know the the tangible like peace. Because you know, a new car is great, but what are you really looking for? You know, is it something beyond that or the new house? For me, it wasn't the house. Really, it was lifestyle. So I hope that helps. You're gonna have to get on to yes, the next caller, but I hope that helps. Okay, have a great Perfect. one and good luck with that. Stay warm. Okay, next we have. I really appreciate her question because it really took in to consideration what we were talking about in the call today. That that really, that was nice. Thanks, Tiara. Um, Diane in Massachusetts. Hi, Diane. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. You're welcome. What's your question? Um, I, I wonder if um, you could help me out on, on knowing if there are blocks, if I am blocking myself from um, doing the spiritual work that I, I feel has always just been right around the corner, even though, um, like most people that are listening now and, and on these websites, do on a day-to-day basis of helping others and, and totally enjoy it. Um, I love helping others look outside the box and help them to create their own lives. And um, my three children as well, getting them through where they are. They've all just finished college, so they seem to be Yay. in their place. Yay! Congratulations. And, That's a big so, You know, it's just that feeling that it might be mom's turn now, so um, yeah. just looking to see this. <laughs> In 2015, this feels like the time. Yeah, I don't think you have any blocks. I think the thing is how you 
position yourself to look at it. Like you said, something is just around the corner. Well, just right. around the corner puts it off in the future. So, right, and I know that. Yeah, well, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Now it's just a matter of how do you phrase it and how do you position it so that it's here now, you know. Right. And the future never happens and the past is always done. It's just the present. That's so right. all you have to do is say, okay, I'm open to receive, you know, my next steps right now. Right. And you'll start to perceive, you know, some of those next steps. And if you get a hunch to take a class, uh, it feels mm-hmm. to me like it's time for you to kind of pick a lane um, like right. you had a chance to dabble and being a yep. mom was really important to you and you're really, really good at it. Um, one of the things that may be holding you back, and this is just an energetic thing, is yep. that you have a t- most people, if they've done something, let's say, 100 hours a day every day for, you know, 20 years that you had to, to, to when you're raising kids, it's hard to turn yep. that off and then turn on right. into something else. So the energy mm-hmm. that you might be adopting towards the spiritual stuff is more maternal, like, you know, yeah. being able to coach someone through an issue. And and really you will get yourself into trouble, and that could be one of the reasons why it, slowed, it, it, it would slow down if you feel right. like, oh, my God, I have to go mother people now. So you don't well, want to you know, approach your spiritual work as a mothering activity, even though you in your head may not be thinking that way, but in your actions and in your approach and in your investment. Right, what you're, you're you know, right. saying in your investment level. Right, and and you are on the mark in saying that because for the past um, ten years I've been working as a para in kindergarten and and specifically um, working with teachers that are either retiring. This one I've been with for five years, but it's more on the um, side of being her part-time counselor as well, which it's you know almost exhausted. I think I've exhausted that <laughs> avenue. I, I mean, I but, have other – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm going to have to jump to the next person, because, but I just wanted to say that when you are in a situation um, like you are where you, you've you got your professional mom, you know, and, that's, that's, and it's actually really good because you have that the empathy and the strength mm-hmm. and, the you know, mm-hmm. and that, that inquisitive – Problem, creative problem solving that moms do and the ability to multitask and to analyze on many levels, all of those are terrific, but you need to put on a different hat now, and that means that is going from mother to facilitator, and that okay. takes a lot of the load off. Instead of thinking service, because, of course, you're always in service to your children, think of contribution, right. and mm-hmm. when, you look at, but when, you, when you're looking at clients, you're not looking at being in service to clients. You will never survive. You have to look at being a contribution to them because they always have free will, and 90% of the time they're not going to listen to what you tell them to do anyway until it meets them over the head. Right. So you have to look at it as not investing at a mother level, but investing as a facilitator and offering them ideas and offering them, you know, solutions and all those different things that you will offer them and allowing them to sift through it and, 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 let it unfold as as needed and having boundaries. I think that your business or your, you know, your next path, that thing that's right Mm -hmm. around the corner, will actually show itself because you've kind of had a glass ceiling with it. You've had like this glass door where it's like, I want it, but not so much. I'm tired. Maybe I'd like to take a break and just travel. Well, that's because you're perceiving that now instead of mothering the kids, you're going to be mothering the world. And that's not really the case. They don't need you to do that. You've already done a good job at that. What they, what they would offer to you is more of a, you know, 
looking at it as being a facilitator or a steward of messages or a steward of information, I don't see myself as serving my audience. I see myself as being a steward of information to my audience. Right. That's, so, that's a totally different thing. Because if I, right. I, in the past, I had seen myself that and I did, I wanted to quit. I was exhausted. Right. You know, right. so I hope that's helped. And I'm going to have to move on to the next person. But I think it okay. feels to me like if you just, just tweak that, just turn that dial a little bit, you're going to get a lot yep. more clarity on the next steps. Great. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Good luck with everything. Okay. Now we have Patricia in New Mexico. Hi, Patricia. Hi. How are you? Um, Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine, thanks. So um, I like what you've been saying that you have to help yourself. It's not like somebody else will come and tell you what to do or stuff. So, um, okay, I have a couple, I have a question, basically. So, I was dating this guy, and things are fine. It's just that he doesn't, because he came out of a long marriage, he doesn't want to commit, basically. So, we're good friends now, and we love each other, but it's just, in a case like that, what do you do? You just move on, or you just... Uh, well, you take of... your power and you choose, you make a choice to uh-huh. decide what it is you want. So if you really desire, and you have to be honest with yourself, if you really desire to be in a fully committed marital relationship, monogamous marital level of relationship where you're combining income and lifestyle and home and cars and kids and all that, and that's what you want, and he's clearly saying he doesn't want it, then that means you have to decide that you're going to move forward with what your true desire is. If you want him and you want to compromise what it is in your heart that you want, you have, you know, if, you're, if you want him, it's clear that he's saying, here's my boundary, you know, I'm willing to, you know, be with you, have sex with you, hang out with you, but I'm not willing to marry you, and I'm not probably not willing to be monogamous. You know, I like you, I love you, you know, but I'm not willing to be that guy. Then you have to make a choice as to whether that's something that's comfortable for you. I, it feels to me like it's not comfortable to you because you wouldn't be calling in and asking about it. Um, right. And, you know, if there is, you know, is there somebody else out there that that would fulfill all those, you know, desires that you have? Absolutely. But, a lot of times people get caught up because there's, you know, bird in the hand versus two in the bush. You know, like, it's, you know, am I, should I just settle for this guy? We get along, you know. I found over the years with clients and even myself that when you put the man's uh, wall, you know, his, you, you know, you, you sit and wait and allow him to still have access to you while he's, sort of in his world, it becomes very one-sided because it becomes very narcissistic. His needs and his unreadiness and you analyzing what he needs and his bad marriage and his long marriage and how he can't get through it and he was abused and he had this and this is his new life and his new schedule and his business and he's got to, and it's all about him and you lose your own voice. Mm. And then that trickles over to every other area of your life because if you don't have a voice in your relationship, more than likely I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have a voice in other parts of your life as well. 
And it's about now Patricia getting her voice and saying, okay, you know, I'm going to be honest with myself. It doesn't mean you can't be friendly with him, but you might want to pull your access. You know, you can't, don't do both. If he wants no marriage and you want marriage, then move along. You know, can you talk, you know, once a month on the phone and catch up? And, you know, if if you would need to go to the hospital, would you take him? Absolutely. But are you going to be a partial you know, have only, you know, you have a job description, husband, or whatever you want, and he's got his resume, and it doesn't fit. Are you going to keep him in the job and then fill up the position with somebody who can't do it? You're going to literally block off anybody who can fulfill the job. So this is why I tell all women, don't give the job description, don't hire the guy if he's not meeting the job description. Because then you fill up the position and you you know you don't get what you need or what you desire what you deserve what you what you're paying for with your own energy and time you know and he's getting full pay and he's not doing the job and nor does he want to and guys have a tendency to think that if they tell you that I don't want this I don't want this I don't want this and then you still go forward with it that you're condoning that it's okay and they don't have to fulfill that and the best thing you can do at this point is to really sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what is it that I really desire and deserve? And when you give this, this is, again, the spaciousness. You're afraid of the space. We talked about that earlier. You know, is it going to be quiet without this guy filling in? Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like eating junk food versus eating a good salad with some quinoa. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, 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 at least you're going to fill up. If you fill up on your own energy and your own world and you give the space for you to get, closer to yourself and then ultimately have the kind of guy that's going to walk in and give you everything you want and vice versa, you're in a much better place. So I hope that's helped. I'm going to have to jump off, but I hope that's helped you. It does. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, you're so welcome. Good luck, Patricia. Okay. So, um, you know, it it is so important to, to be willing to look and this is one of the this is a block they wanted me to mention before we finish. Uh, it is so important for you to really be willing to look at your situation and to really be looking willing to look at yourself and and say, "What is it that I really desire?" You know and um, when she was asking me, you know, how did you get yourself to to move?" Um, you know, I had to be willing to walk away from my whole family my mom and my sister and my nieces and nephews and stuff, I had to be willing to, to move on because being on the East Coast not only was not serving me, it was to my detriment on all levels. And coming to the West Coast absolutely, you know, fixed all of it. So, um, but I will say, you know, wherever you go is where you are. And so whatever you, you know, don't fix, you know, didn't fix on the East Coast, it still shows up on the West Coast for sure. But it's much easier when you're, when you have some, some confidence and some, you know, a good backdrop and you're in a nurturing environment to sort out the rest of the stuff that you had to bring with you, you know. So be confident in yourself. Be willing to listen to yourself. And be willing to be honest with yourself. And just that will put a whole lot of things into motion and it'll get you to the next step. 
So we are going to end for tonight. But like I said, if you'd like one of those last two um, private sessions with me, the private readings, uh, www.ahamomentsworld.com forward slash uh, by the sea, forward slash by the sea, and watch your inbox for the announcements on our new classes. And I think that's it. We'll see you here this time next week, same place, same time. And we will end with my motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, if you pay attention, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, Inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.